0: Hi guys. A small introductory caveat for you. In this episode we discuss Konami leaving large budget console game development. And since recording this, it's been reported that Konami's UK community manager Graham Day has said Konami are not leaving AAA development. So just remember that through our absurd babbling. Thanks! Welcome to Tanks Up. We drink craft beer and we talk about video games. It's right. about episode 20. Thank for joining us. I'm Ben. I'm with Alex. Yeah. And I'm with Adel. Hello. <laughs> it's Alex's birthday. It Happy birthday a- to, to Alex. Alex. And as such, we went out the other night and drank a shitload of beers. So, Actually, not
1: that much beer. It just seemed like a lot. It just seemed it was, like a lot. A lot of it was like 9% or whatever, so that fucks you up. Hold
0: yeah, right. just a little bit. So we're going to talk about those beers in a moment. We're also going to talk about some games that we played, and we're going to have a little discussion about Konami and the joy that they have been over the last sort of few months and everything that's been coming out of Japan. Um, but we're going to drink some beers yeah. today. Um Let's start with this Bibble, (laughs) Bibble,
2: which is a can of wild beer with a aggressive-looking drawing of a um, stag beast. Yeah, Mm. that being their logo. Nice. What are you drinking, Adol? I'm drinking the Picaroons Yippee IPA. Uh, Picaroons is a New Brunswick um, brewery in Fredericton, and their description is an East Coast-style India Pale Ale that weaves intense hop bitterness and aroma throughout a blanket of malt background. This beer may change slightly from batch to batch as we explore the various interpretations of the style. which I thought was kind of nice that they're like, "Uh, you know what, we're... I mean, it's probably one of the more well-known New Brunswick breweries, but they're like, don't expect the same thing. Right on the level. It's kind of
0: One of the conversations we were having the other night sort of epitomizes craft... I suppose. Actually changing things and working on your recipe. uh,
2: Yeah, I think we talked about it with relation to the Miller buy in the Beer Fest episode as well. We did. For those of you keeping score in the background, your beer is a lovely uh, orangey color. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like
1: um, opaque almost. Yeah. But it's.
0: Lovely. It's really really that nice. That is really nice. Yeah. It's quite smooth. There's a little bit of bitterness to it. Sort of sticks around in the after tastes a little. Ooh. Nice. That's a big beer. Or maybe yeah. it's just the <laughs> <Really>? perspective of <laughs> the it's, a, a, small it's a
2: half litre glass from IKEA. <laughs> um we've got quite a lot of head on this. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, more coppery than than yours I think, although that might just be because it's clearer mm. um. yours looks oh. like beer ours like looks home-proof. like homebrew yes. yeah, exactly yeah. nose is fairly That's... delicate you definitely get the, the malt off the nose and I a little bit of, of floral first. actually the bibble
0: Excellent. So, as we start drinking, who would like to begin talking about the game that they've played? I'll give it a go. Cool. Why not?
2: Because well, I you... finished a game!
0: Hey, nice.
2: Uh, one of the game? rare things in the world, although I have this weird resolution in my head since we started the podcast, that I, I don't know why, but it, it might have just been synchronistic rather than uh, causal, But um, that I need to finish games. I'm sick of, like, I actually want to finish them. Although this this is not a good thing for the completionist in me who will then, you know, means I will bang my head against a boring game with my ever-decreasing gaming time instead Mm. of just admitting defeat. Slash, how do you finish FIFA or Call of Duty? (laughs) Um, Two games I don't own. Uh, But the game I finished um, was Omerta City of Gangsters. Yeah. Which I started you playing, playing when you were here. Yeah fucking I, ages ago. Yeah, and then I, I played a bunch and then let it let it settle. Um it's a uh I think I talked briefly about it, but not, uh, only in reference to um Massive Chalice, because I started playing yeah. it and stopped playing it before the podcast, I think. Yeah. Um it's a you know, nineteen twenties gangster based um world. It's an isometric strategy XCOM style tactical RPG. You are a pledgling uh mobster who's under the wing of Corsini generic mobster number four you make you go to Atlantic City and you start conquering neighborhoods so you sort of your your maps are the different neighborhoods throughout the big city so it's a way of having a large city without having to you know have a large city yeah um the plot's reasonably good um the I bought it off of a Steam sale, so I got all the DLC with it, and I didn't really notice. It, you know, some of it was just bumping into new characters. Most of the DLC, and then there's three missions that popped up after I finished the main storyline. But you basically so uh, the combat missions are are like bread and butter, um, tactical RPG style. So you know you have movement points and action points, and almost every character once they start acting, they can't move. Um, But you have sort of characters with pistols, shotguns, Tommy guns, ranged rifles, knives, bats, fists. Cool. Fists t- don't use a lot of action points, but you have to be right up close. Rifles are super accurate, uh, etc. Pistols are actually probably my favorite weapon for ac- It's not, of course, the medium range, pretty accurate. Tommy guns are pretty much a waste of time unless you spend a lot of effort. Um, but they're good diversion. Uh, it's a, nothing to write home about combat wise, except for the guy with the baseball bat, because you can pretty much one shot kill people with nice. your concussion move. Um, which ter- is pretty useful, um, cause the bat is a AOE sweep. Mm-hmm. So you can just run your guy with the bat who is a big black guy called big man into a group of guys and just fuck them up. Like just, wow, that's done. So is um, it it's
0: um squad combat as well? Yeah, squad combat, yeah.
2: So you get to sort of play
0: quite a lot with the different combinations of who you take and their weapons and things.
2: Yeah, and um you if it's interesting because on most of the missions you you can only basically you have a list of mobsters you can have hire, but you can only ever hire six of them. Or seven, whatever. Um but you can only ever take a maximum of four people on a mission. Mm-hmm. So even once you've sort of figured out the guys you want to just have around, you then have to figure out who you want to take on this specific mission. And each mission has a support role, and sometimes it's like assassinator, an assassin, in which case you want your guy with a rifle. He has a higher chance of being able to kill someone. Just randomly, he'll he'll shoot every once in a while throughout the throughout your turns in the level. Or masterminds are, are um, a type of character, and a lot of the support things are like, Getting information so that, you know, you'll know the, wh- the whereabouts of the documents you're looking for rather than having to search for them. So you can kind of, of your seven kit guys, you can be like, this guy's going to be support on this mission and these four will be my my team. Um, When you get KO'd, when a character gets KO'd, they get a Band-Aid on them and you can still play with them. But if you get two Band-Aids, they're dead. Yeah. Um and uh, but what's nice is you any one of the bandit you can just fire they go back in the pool you hire someone else once they've healed which is just a time limit unless you build a clinic um you get them back like there's no repro- they, n- no one minds losing their job for an indeterminate <laughs> amount of time <laughs> they don't come back pissed that you sort of yeah um not been paid yeah. for a couple of weeks but the meta game is basically you can uh you have goals like in the beginning, it's just making a certain amount of money or getting taking out a, uh, a, a rival gangster. But you basically have certain types of buildings you can buy with dirty money, which are like... Hmm. Oh, shoot. Let me just uh, close down message so that it doesn't continue to ring in the podcast. Um, oh, we couldn't hear that on this end, no? Yeah, but it's... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it showed up on the podcast. Let's just leave it. At that. <laughs> um okay, so uh so you can like set up distilleries, speakeasies, uh underground boxing rings, uh storage, gun running, smuggling, a whole bunch of things that give you different Basically, there's dirty money, there's clean money, there's liquor, there's alcohol, there's firearms. Mm-hmm. Those are sort of resources. Um so different other gangs that you're fighting for these resources? Um, so those are just resources you can sort of accrue. Like there's, there'll be other buildings that uh, are – like there'll be a smuggler, an independent business smuggler that you can buy arms from. Uh, there's other um, – there's independent um, speakeasies, whatever. Um, and if you sort of want to build a thing of the type of building that an enemy has, you can just buy five firearms and a car and do a drive-by. You destroy that business, and then you can rent it out. Okay. Um,
0: So, but I aggressively, aggressively expand and take business. Exactly.
2: And then, when you get to the point of the game where you can start making clean money, you can then buy sort of regular buildings, which can be hotels, casinos, Mm -hmm. lawyers, clinics. The lawyer slows down your heat level accruing. Which, if um, you get to five stars, basically you either have to. Use a bribe that you have in your pocket because you've been playing a good strategy or fight a combat mission to survive not going to jail. Otherwise, okay. time's over.
0: Um, so there are, there are certain um, missions against sort of like police and things like that. Yeah,
2: so. and that's all in the metagame level. Um, yeah. But the game's really hard to lose because over time you'll get these sort of missions. You can just assign characters, which are in the categories of beer, liquor, firearms, money, and special. And literally there'll be a guy being like, I'm selling forty beer for three hundred dollars, and then they will be a guy like I'm buying thirty-five beer for five hundred dollars. So you can just send to it your char- like a character. You just so you can you never really get stuck on a mission with mm-hmm. um, not having enough money or resources. You can always sort of play the missions that it randomly spawns to your advantage. It just takes longer time, and then your heat will slowly increase. But it's really forgiving. So you, um, if you, and if you want, you can just basically take over the city before you really engage with a plot on any given mat, map map, okay. which was sort of what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'd say is you, once you get a good strategy for making money, um, you don't really, you sort of ignore half of the building types in favor of what's most efficient. Like I'd make a brewery and a boxing arena, arena upgrade the boxing arena. So it sells the beer. Then I'd make a loan shark an accountant and some bookmakers. Bookmakers boost the boxing arena, get more dirty money. Counterfeiter will make money so long as the heat's down. And then the loan shark just gives you interest in all your dirty money. And then you get the accountant will change dirty money to clean money. And then whatever I want.
0: Like, yeah, so it, it can be quite formulaic
2: as well. You yeah, can sort of so, set it up in a way where
0: you can very easily... Um, just just process all of this money and, and start to get in all of your resources and stuff. Would you... Uh, cause it sounds very similar to something like Massive Chalice and, and XCOM, games like that. Would you pick it over either of those no. games?
2: No. I think... So, well, I played it a bunch over like a week, if Alex, you can back me up on this. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And the plot was it, was... it was a nice gangster theme, and the plot was pretty good, but then a couple neighbourhoods in, it it was pretty stagnant as far as like the plot. It was just like, okay, now you, I got the formula for the basic approach to a level. And the plot was more like, now there's this rival gangster in this neighborhood. And you're starting with lots of money or less money. And that was like Mm. the only variation. And so I stopped caring about the narrative and the gameplay was, some of the combat missions were, were tough in different places because they were sort of, those are internal maps, right? So they, they can be completely different. There's, like, construction yards and whatnot in the combat. Uh, but other than that, it was just, like, when I died a couple times at, on a stupid mission, uh, I was just like, okay, I'll take a break because I'm banging mm-hmm. my head. And then I, nothing made me come back to it okay. until now, six to eight months later, <laughs> when I was uninstalling games off of my computer. Like, oh, I should finish <laughs> this before I install it. And it turns out I was on The Last City. Was, well, fair, fair enough, enough, fair enough. But uh, Massive Chalice is probably the one I'd get, I pick if I'd say stra- tactical strategy RPGs. Cool, excellent.
0: So, on that note, time for beer. it is another time for another beer. Um, more revival. Yeah, sounds good. The the, cool. uh, the bibble was nice, but you don't get much of it being in a can, especially when you're splitting it between two people.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure the unfilteredness was that great. Mm-hmm. It mean, was getting a, maybe some Build up as I was drinking more of it, of the bitterness—not the, yeah, the dry yeah.
2: bitterness—but um, overall, was I was,
1: say it was. you guys sort of
2: gla- glazed over what the taste of your beer was. We yeah, sort of talked like at length um, about the nose and color, and then it was just.
0: Oh, it's. It was slightly hoppy, not hugely. You didn't get anything that really jumped out at you, did I you? I got yeah. the
2: impression that it was beer yeah yeah i don't
1: know it was it was a nice pale ale um it was like grapefruit um there was some like orange maybe a bit of peach you know it was it was it was a nice flavor it was a good flavor I mean yeah it was a good beer mm. i think possibly having it on tap one day out of a keg or something if it was clear uh would boost the the hoppiness up a bit because yeah. i think i was getting dulled somewhat by the the residue that was left in there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that they meant it to be like that. It's Like like I said, it looked like a homebrew yeah. where someone hadn't filtered it properly. Like yeah. one of my homebrews where I, <laughs> I don't filter it. I think, talking yeah. which, I still haven't bottled up the last uh, batch. I mean, <laughs> we you guys, need, to, need do. to do that to, to either do. today or tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, this is a more uh, revival parallel. Again, basically a nice
0: big bottle. So we can have it is. So the other night, we went out to the beer emporium because over here it's uh Bristol Beer Week. They've been doing loads oh. of different uh, events in loads of different places. Um this was the first <laughs> one that I'd been to because being a Friday and it going on during the week, so you we don't really get a chance to go out yeah. on a weeknight to um to do to, to, to go to any of these things. Um I basically just fall asleep on weeknights. You know, get into my PJs, fall asleep. So it's
2: it's BBW, is it? It's what? It's BBW. BBW. Bristol,
0: Bristol Beer, beer Week. Week.
2: Or Big Boned Woman for those interested in that niche <laughs> oh, of uh, erotic. I think there'd be some kind it of... It d- depends what you
0: think, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so we went down to the Beer Empowerment because it was a siren yeah. meet the brewer. And siren are great, so we thought we'd go down and just drink some of their beers.
2: Didn't siren talk really to weird. anyone down there. No, <laughs> just just, just, just but... huddled in a corner, slurping <laughs> away. <laughs> But we I made... talked to
1: the guy who runs the bottle shop briefly. Okay, because he um, selected a, a couple of beers for us, which was good. Mm-hmm. And well, a beer, but um, I guess we're going to go three. Took some notes, which so got you, increasingly
0: yeah. absurd. We did take not some drunk. notes on the beers that we drank. Would you like to?
1: Well, we started off in a bar that does only Belgian beer. Um, did we ever go there when you were in Bristol? The Strawberry Thief.
2: No, um, we talked about it a bunch. And then <laughs> we didn't end up getting there, I think. I think we wanted to go one day and it was closed. Oh, yeah. That and then we went to, to Beer Emporium instead.
1: Yeah, fair. <laughs> My life is so predictable. It's like the <laughs> same route that we took. <laughs> uh, so we had a couple of saisons in there. They were nice. Um, there's no point going through every beer. No, no. But one that stood out was the um, Siren. Uh, I think it was Love of Work, yeah. which is an Earl Grey Pale Ale, which they... Stolen idea that I had of making a an Earl Grey flavored beer. Um, obviously, as they're like one of the hottest breweries, UK breweries around right now, won a load of awards. I think this year, mm-hmm. like best brewery, a couple of best categories for their beers. Um, they're, they're making some really nice, really fucking good beer, basically. And this, it, it really had a very delicate. Earl grey uh effect to it, it was just a really fucking mm-hmm. nice parallel, basically.
2: Hmm. So that, like like the that signature bergamot taste wasn't too strong?
1: Yeah, that exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was just in the background. There's a kind cool. of afternote sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, definitely. Like that Earl grey sort of tea mouth yeah. sensation that you get was like a, just a tiny little bit of that oh. going on in it. Wow. That's it, yeah. it was really, really fucking nice. Um and also the um what was it quadrifina? The quadrifina, yeah, the
0: stout. Um, the undercurrent was the the that was nice. But the um, the the siren um which was a stout, was sort of quite sweet and quite aniseedy. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it sort of wasn't quite your average stout sort of flavour. No, no, it, didn't, it, was, it wasn't expected at all. Yeah, it didn't have like um,
1: a sort of that smokiness that a stout can have sometimes it's a bit overpowering mm. it didn't have that at all. And it was like 9.5 percent but you couldn't taste any it was it was so sweet you yeah. didn't get any alcoholic sort of uh sharpness or whatever in the flavor it's only beaten by that um was it wild the, well, the millionaire, uh, millionaire shortbread bread. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's shortbread. the only stout that's better than this that i've ever had excellent. so it was it was excellent and then well, we just kept on drinking stuff until, and the notes turn into things like uh, we had some wiper and true at the end when the, all we've said about it is that it's a Blair stroke Cameron pale ale. <laughs> Don't know what that is. Yeah, not, <laughs> Don't not know. really sure what that is. Um, um, we a
2: I'm a really Mahito. happy you started taking pre- notes. I think uh, we might have to post a <laughs> session of notes. Drink <laughs> a little
0: too much and suddenly it just
2: becomes absurd. Like the, the Mad Hat Mojito Oh, which which wasn't fantastic. I couldn't imagine a mojito beer being. Although Um, I did actually, while Catherine's parents were in town, make my first mojitos, and they were excellent. I have to say. Yeah, nice. I do like a mojito. The trick is to have a neighbor who had a couple mint plants. Oh, nice. Yeah. And not do your gardening well, and then end up having a forest of mint that you have to deal with. Yeah, cool. Cool. I think the
1: key to a mojito is lots of all of the ingredients, like a shitload of rum, like more rum than you're expecting, crap loads of sugar, and then crap loads of mint.
2: Mm, and if you have going to... Ah, so oh. y- if you're not using lime, you're mistaking your mojito. It's just it's a what crime without think? lime.
1: Is it a different cocktail without lime? No,
2: no, I'm just... I It should have lime, otherwise... Ah, you, okay. <laughs> you didn't mention well, it. Um, well, also, a tip I got from the internet from Epicurious or some nonsense Hoyt blog um, is to take a mint leaf and rub it against the rim. Yeah. So not only does it bruise the mint before you put it in, but it also... Has mint right on the glass, yes. and I tried it on two different ones in a not quite double blind test, and it seemed to make a difference. Okay, Excellent. nice. Just also, when you're making think it, think people yes. think you're like cool, know what you're doing versus <laughs> casually looking at your phone, being like, Now I do this. Anyway, yeah. I totally interrupted you on that's right. That's right. Some... But the, the note
0: that we had down for the Mad Mojito mojito just says, Not mouthwash minty, but minty. <laughs> Pretty good. So yeah, it the, sort of sort of mad doesn't really and... give us very much, does it? No, it was minty, as was.
1: The afternoon tea
2: <laughs> mad hat all we've put for it is cunting. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> not quite sure of what Yeah, just like... had to earn the uh, explicit E on I to you, there. That's <laughs> it,
0: that's it. Cunt. So a good night was had by all. Lots of yeah, beer was, it was drunk, yeah. and we don't really know what any of it was. No, well, we know no, what some of the earlier ones were. But, yeah. um...
1: Siren maintained their reputation. It, it, was, it wasn't i let down. No, no, no. no so it was fun. And I, played, I, I have played a new game for the first <laughs> time in about three months. Oh, wow. Because Ben bought it for me. Oh. For that. <laughs> so that was um, Soma. Yeah. Oh. Which is like, um, it's a bit like... What's well, the first person, I guess it's going to be a scary game. When well, nothing scary's happened, yet. okay. So it's like a weird psychological kind of thing. You're do to, you've been in a car crash at some point in the past, and uh, you have some kind of buildup of blood in your brain somewhere that needs to be an um, experimental procedure mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Um, that's about all I, I've got. So basically, it's like um, Hector. But with uh, Hector, the interactivity was very, very low. There was about mm-hmm. three things in, a, in an entire level that you could actually interact like doors, with doors, lights. Yeah, right. And then an, the only object you needed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was like, um, I guess they were doing that in a minimalist way to sort of alienate you from the game or something mm-hmm. as you're you playing it, just stuck in the atmosphere. But with this one, it's like um, almost everything you can pick up and have a look at and rotate, throw down again, whatever the things where like, I assumed, well, I'm going to need this mug. If I, I can pick it Like the first thing you come to, obviously you don't. I just had to like, took me a while to realize that like, every, you can just pick everything up. Every door opens, all the cupboards have things. Oh, in, wow. you can Pick them up. And yeah, it was so,
2: so like, uh, like a very sort of tactile immersion versus Hector yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, and beautiful as well. Everything was stunningly like the, the, um, Like you know, I dropped a a glass bottle on the floor. It didn't smash, but it it rolled sort of backwards and forwards. Oh, cool! It's like it was just really small touches that made it like seem really uh, realistic and things. So, yeah, wonderful aesthetic. So I only played it for about forty minutes, so um, I haven't really done anything in Mm there yet. But it's uh, yeah, it's intriguing. Um, And I played a bit of. of Hotline Miami the other day and, and oh. completed a level I've been stuck on for about, well, since you were here. Oh, like. wow. So, um, I don't know. I'm on, like, level 15 or something now.
2: I haven't I, touched it since it, I was there, actually.
1: Yeah. There's a sense of satisfaction in doing it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Still enjoying it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I play it, like,
1: in little bits, like, because it's so quick, you can just die and then start again. Mm-hmm. But you can just, like, I don't know, get in an intense run of it. Um, yeah. And I
0: have to stop because it's, it's a bit sort of, I don't know, the intensity of it. Is, oh, it's like
2: it's like aggravating. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's right, aggravating. Yeah, I think it. with Hotline Miami, it is a game, because of that quick restart, you can just keep playing, but you do get to a point where it does just get a little bit too much and it's a little bit too intense. Yeah, yeah, you have to sort of try and have it in short bursts, even though you can restart and maybe a level only takes you know you're in it for two minutes before you then have to restart you can easily play for half an hour so you you try and play a little bit more than that it starts to get to you a little bit definitely and so the level i did was um
1: well i think the level i'm on now you you're actually attacking so yeah my guy i think my guy actually died and now i've come back as like some other guy are you did you say
2: spoiler alert no, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for, what is it, about 3 or four-year-old? Hey, I old? haven't finished it. I've got over uh, yeah, okay. two okay. off a Steam sale just waiting to be installed. Well, okay. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I'm, like, rushing a police station now, which is kind of sketchy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, mm. It was an interesting level, lots of. Death? Death. <laughs> Shitloads of death, yeah. Everyone's got, like, um, truncheons as well as shotguns and stuff. Is, this the, uh, is it the guy with the machete? Who's the guy with the machete?
0: And, yeah, at some point in the game, you, you play a second, a different character. Like, oh, I seem mate. to remember he had a he just had a machete. Maybe that was one of the masks that you picked, but yeah, he had a machete. Hmm.
1: Uh, I don't. Well, maybe I haven't got there then. I mean, I am playing as a separate character, but mm. it doesn't start with a weapon. Well, okay. Okay.
2: It might have been. It's more likely a mask. Yeah. That yeah. To be yeah. Possibly.
1: Mask. Yeah. So that that's that that's my gaming history since last time.
2: Pretty good. So, this um, we're drinking
1: beer at the moment. Yeah, I, I
2: haven't it. actually talked about this one either. So is go it for it. Um, it is excellent. This is a really quality IPA. Um, I think it's might be of the ones I've tasted on, on air. My favorite uh, East Coast IPA thus far. Nice. Um, it the label doesn't lie. It, it it's a sort of a nice light sea of maltiness. Like it starts with a hop. The malt comes in. There's not a ton of bitter coppery aftertaste. It lingers a little, but it, it's it's um just enough to remind you you had an IPA, but not to sort of Mm-hmm. ruin your palate. Nice.
0: Yeah, you've had a a couple of or maybe on another episode you had a pick a runes before, didn't you? I think mm-hmm. so.
2: I had plaid to the bone. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't remember being as enthusiastic about. Mhm. Um is it cuntish? It's not cuntish <laughs> so, non it Yeah, it is a non cuntish beer. It's um yeah, it's really nice. I don't know what hop it could be. It's not too floral. It's not citrusy at all really. Um it's it's a really smooth IPA while still sort of tasting like a quality IPA, which like mm. like so the the hoppiness is strong, but it just it it doesn't it doesn't punch you in the face and it doesn't linger so it's sort of like, "Oh, this is great." And then, "Ah. Huh, okay. I'll have another <laughs> nice. sip of that." <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm enjoying this uh, revival. It's nice. It's very light. Yeah. yeah very it's, delicate, it's, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't, um, it, you know, as with the pickeries, you don't sort of get hit in the face by anything, but it's got a very good flavour. Yeah,
1: and it's quite sweet, and then mm. like that fades into a nice but bitterness quite
0: quickly. It's it does enjoyable. I suppose it, it's almost it's sort of similar to the the, the wild bibble, but maybe a little more flavour than the bibble had. Um, there's something. There's definitely something a little bit more. You reckon?
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like 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 um, as you said, lighter than the other mm. ones, so it wasn't quite as intense. I don't know. It's it's, it's but they're both very similar. It's yeah, comparing yeah. apples with other apples. Yeah, Gala or Pink Ladies. Yes,
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, So, what have you been playing? Um, well, I have been playing the ginormous game of Metal Gear Solid Five. Nice. It's fucking huge. Yeah. It's not a classic Metal Gear game in the way that it's structured so normally with a Metal Gear game you move through a um, it might be quite a large wide corridor but normally you're moving from one end of it to a level to another Mm -hmm. Um, you have to achieve something uh, during that that level or at the end of that level you normally get a boss fight towards the end of the, the level as well whereas Metal Gear Solid 5 is a giant open world game much like The Witcher Um, And you can sort of pick and choose the missions that you go and do, um, whether you go and do side missions um, in between doing the missions, So you don't always have to progress the story like a normal Metal Gear game. It's all about the story Mm -hmm. and you progress through the story and everything you do um, just just moves you through. Whereas this, you can sort of take breaks, you can do extra bits, you can go off and sort of just explore the world as such. Which is quite nice, but it's not... Apart from sort of mechanics and the way that um, you control the character and the characters themselves, it's not quite a Metal Gear game. Hmm. Um, Are you saying there aren't
2: four hours of cutscenes?
0: So there's been barely any cutscenes at all. What? Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. So it's not a Metal Gear game?
0: Well, it, it almost seems like it is the the evolution of a Metal Gear game for the next generation of hardware, for uh, hardware that can support uh, this kind of game. Um, and it seems like it is the right way that this series, or the, the way that this series should go. But it's just missing story so much, and that is what I enjoyed about the Metal Gear games. I love the story in Metal Gear, even though it's. Absurdly especially. convoluted and and, and and insane and all over the place. Um, and the continuity just <laughs> is ridiculous because you, you get the first two games where you're Snake and then you're Raiden, and then the third game you're the bot or your big boss. So that's then set in the 60s, <laughs> but you're the same character, but you're not because Snake in the first one's a clone of that one and it's just like, <laughs> whereas this just sort of. It follows on from um, Peace Walker, which was on the PSP, on the and PlayStation then,
2: Portable. Yeah, it's subsequently um, released on PSN, so you can play Yeah, that. yeah,
0: so they did an HD version, didn't they? Or an up, slightly up-res version on the PlayStation 3. But I never, I didn't play that. But oh, I did play, mistake. Yeah, uh, it's meant to be very, very good. But I did play Metal Gear 3, or Metal Gear Solid 3, which is my favourite one of the series. And this one sort of continues on that section of the, the story. Um, but the, the the really good thing about this game is that it's just so open. You can approach these missions when you go in in sort of almost any way that you want to. Mm. So you might get uh, dropped off on, from your helicopter, and the the mission is to go and extract um, a prisoner that um, uh, the, the sort of the op- the opposition forces um, have taken. You want to get them back because they may then give you. Um, information about where you've got to go next or they they may add some skills to the army that you are also building so there's a a meta game of you having to build up an army as well Um, but yeah you can get dropped into by your helicopter in various points around the map to be able to approach this mission area from whichever way you want to you can take whatever weapons you want to take with you so you can go loaded with um sort of a machine gun and a sniper and maybe a pistol which puts people to a tranquilizer pistol you can go in with all lethal weapons you can go in with all sort of tranquilizer or stun weapons so you don't kill anybody um the um hand-to-hand combat and and grab mechanics are really good they're really intuitive much more than metal gear solid 3 Mm -hmm. was sort of metal gear you I sort of I three you run up behind people and you try and grab them to be able to choke them out so it's very silent you can stealthily then hide them in a locker or something yeah. and you'd inadvertently run up and just punch them a couple of times they no. would then alert the other people around no. you um, whereas this is it's really fluid sort of if you accidentally you know um, tap the the restrain button rather than hold it down and maybe tap a, a direction they will he will almost sort of um do some kind of uh, like judo throw on them rather than punch them a couple of times for them to be to for them to defend themselves, so you mm-hmm. can have that element of surprise on people so
2: mm-hmm. um so does I mean, it seem more like a like a far cry game then in the sense of like large map you could stealth versus balls out yeah, yeah, very much it does have that sort of uh, that element um
0: that element to it definitely i mean uh, with far cry you couldn't sort of stealth a huge amount. You had sort of the like um, melee weapons or bows and arrows and things didn't you with um, yes. with Far Cry um, whereas this just offers you a little bit more as well so you can just go in and, and get, you get a sniper rifle in Far Cry and as well. And... Sorry?
2: You get a sniper rifle in Far Cry as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this, the,
0: I mean, this game lets you put silencers on your weapons or take them off so you can go in like all guns blazing and just mm-hmm. blow the shit out of everything. You can lay mines everywhere to stop trucks that are coming through, and blow them up and stuff. Sweet. Sounds uh,
1: fun.
0: It, it, it is really fun. Um, but because there is this lack of story, I'm sort of, I don't feel like I'm being propelled through very mm. much. So I find that I am, I'm something like 40 hours in. <laughs> and when, when you're in your little helicopter, it gives you a percentage of how much you've completed. And I'm 40 hours in and it says I've completed 27%. Uh, I'm not sure what, carries up to the percentage whether it's just completing missions or within each mission there are maybe like five sub things that you can do so yeah, yeah. You, you've got your main objective but then it might be oh, make sure that you extract all of the prisoners not just this one prisoner that you're specifically going into so i'm not sure if that goes towards the completion like getting all the coins in Mario. <laughs> <sighs> exactly. how um
2: is there any replay ability
0: um, so, yeah, you can you can go back and you can play all of the missions again, um, How does that... all of the main story missions. It just It just takes you out of it to be able to replay it again in a different way if you'd like to. I haven't done that. I've not replayed any missions yet because what? there's so many side ops and things that I can, if I don't want to play a story mission, I can go and do one of those. And I've just been traveling around the map and suddenly come into uh, an area where a side up is sort of triggered and it will come up and say, oh yeah, you're in the area to steal this truck or, or, or take all of these resources to build up our base um, and help us with that sort of thing. So it sort of tries to keep you doing things, but it's it almost allows you to do it at your own pace, mm-hmm. which is nice, but again, you could just spend hours just fucking about mm, so it's like not really central. doing very much. Nice. And just sort of you know, I don't feel like I progressed and because there is no or well, there's not much story, sort of there's no cutscenes, it doesn't stop the game play very much at all. Does, um you don't sort of feel like you're progressing through very much.
2: Does it um make any sense of how you can replay missions? Like if it's so if it's sort of doing the tell your own story by doing missions in your own order, I don't. It seems like it. It makes itself even less like a like a plot if mm-hmm. you just sort of walk to an area well, and just restart. How does it like? How, I'm curious how the actual mechanism of re- redoing a mi- mission goes.
0: Well, well, perhaps I shall have to play and try and redo a mission and uh, and and report back next time we podcast just to see exactly how that works because. Part of uh, when you're on a mission, you can um, fault on guys out. So you can strap a little balloon to their backs and they will fly up into the air to, <laughs> yeah, to um, get picked up by one of those giant planes which picks up sort of fault on um, when you use it on supplies and things. All of those people then go to your base to um, be used within your base. So I don't know whether when you replay a mission, they say, Yeah, you can fault on guys out, but they can't be used as your base because, mm-hmm. yeah, that would seem improbable that you suddenly. But, you know, you've got to steal these prisoners, steal the prisoners. You've got to go and get these prisoners, help them escape. But you've already done it. Yeah. But then you're able to take the guard again. Mm. So, yeah, I, I'm not really sure how that would play. But you you do. Um, so it, it, saying you can do what you want. You only have, when I started the game, I had maybe three missions, three main missions opened up to me. And I had to do those three to then open up the next, say, two And then I could do those in what order I would like and then do the next couple in the order that I would like. And then suddenly it said, right, you've only got one mission, so you have to do this. And then you've only got one mission, so you have to do this. And again, then you've only got one mission, so you have to do this. So suddenly it's then jumped into a a very linear sort of part. And I could just do that mission, that mission, that mission, that mission, and just continue propel the story. But it's nice to have a break sometimes rather than just intense sort of stealth and combat and stuff to be able to go and do other things. But it's good. It's big. It's gonna take me a long time to play. Sounds like you're a fan. Yeah, I'm really enjoying not it. Not cuntish. Not cuntish, no. <laughs> there are a few elements of it which we may speak about on another episode, which a lot of people have had issue with. So there's a a buddy character oh, no. who assists you on missions, yeah, called Quiet, who is a um well-endowed female who basically wears a bikini
2: because that's helpful in that situation <laughs> so so when you say well-endowed so you mean you see the bulge in the bikini is that what you're saying
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no you don't quite see that um well, the idea behind it was that she's a character who has almost supernatural powers because there's lots of elements of metal gear which that
2: emanate from her skin, so more of it needs to be revealed. So so
0: she's um she only she can she only survives through photosynthesis. Oh, for fuck's so sake. She has to take um light in through her skin.
2: Is she green? But
0: is she green? Yeah, <laughs> she's because not, photosynthesis no, she's, requires
2: um, chlorophyll, which turns things yeah. green. Is she's quite green,
0: she's quite pale, but someone else made a comment that if surely if she needed to take lightly through her skin, she should have everything exposed. Why has she got a full head of hair? But, you know why and doesn't Vegeta. she shave her head and, that's right but it's yeah i mean we we might come back and discuss the absurdity of Kojima's. okay hey? yeah, yeah, but yes, I shall continue playing it, so that may lead us on to our topic of photosynthesis. the absurdity of photosynthesis. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're just going to discuss photosynthesis for the next 45 minutes. Science hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should probably finish this or start. Or I'll beer as I yeah. for long, and just open up the final bit. beer before we get into it. So, whilst- so um,
1: Adol, why don't you give us an introduction to our topic for our listeners and uh, for me?
2: We are talking about <laughs> Konami. Um, a company I first, uh, experienced on the, playing the, my favorite sports game of all time, Blades of Steel on the <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, it was a hockey game, uh, cause I am Canadian and, uh, and it was the first time I played a game that was a sports game that you could fight in. If you hit someone the right way, you could start a fight, which is a big part of hockey. (laughs) Although not officially a part of hockey. Um, And we basically spent hours. Like, I had games that were more like brawlers, but we spent hours upon hours playing this game, barely trying to score, but really just trying to figure out what the mechanic was to get into fights and see if we could knock each other out. Um, So that was the first Konami game that you played? Um oh th- this is the problem with asking me to introduce something Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um and now uh we come to Konami, uh, I guess um having made quite a few different games in the very sort of critically acclaimed series like Silent Hill, uh Metal Gear Solid. Um sort of very plot heavy um big budget franchises and um Super Hexagon <laughs> I think that was Harry Kavanaugh. Um Yeah, but it's plot-driven.
1: And oh, it's got, yeah, yeah, it must it have a massive budget behind yeah. it. Because all the um, colors.
2: Well, it's all made in papercraft. Every frame is pre-rendered in papercraft on Super Axion. It's oh, a, a multi-billion dollar a budget. <laughs> That's why it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, whilst, um, you're,
1: whilst you're explaining, I'm, I'm opening another beer. Oh, so awesome. We're having the Arbor Montiuka. So kind of New Zealandy Single hop IPA with Monte Luca being the hop. So let's see what this is like. No, sorry, yes,
2: carry on. All right, so, um, so that's Konami, Blades of Steel, Silent Hills. Yeah, et and they've been they've been sort of
0: making headlines as oh, such within right. sort of gaming media for yeah, because they seem to have of...
2: taken a market driven strategic change in direction. Yes, very much so. Um, they, which they've... affects ga- the games we've talking about, except maybe Blades of Steel. Which I'm really surprised now that I think about it that Blades of Steel hasn't been rebooted. But I guess <laughs> EA pretty much is the only uh, sports company. You um, got
0: 2K. 2K make a lot of it. Well, no, do they just make the, the basketball game these days?
2: Um, and don't they? Isn't hasn't EA come back with an NBA game now?
0: Yeah, but it's not meant to be very good. It's meant to be buggy and shit in comparison, I think, to um, to the 2K okay. basketball game. Um, um, but then Konami make um, Pro Evolution Soccer, oh, which yeah. used to be international superstar soccer, right. um, which this year has um, a lot of people that were reviewing it saying that it's better than um, FIFA 16. That the jump in iteration from... Um, the last PES game, which I think was fourteen, it didn't come out last year. Um, well, that's a lot of it's really good this year, and is, is much better than um than FIFA sixteen. Well, not nice. much better, but it is better than FIFA sixteen. It's about time. Um So yeah. Sorry, I poured out that
1: beer. Shit. That's shitly right? oh, bit, right? a I think uh,
2: you should take a picture so that uh, all our followers can can see the tweet. There's like the, an inch and a half
0: of head. So mm.
2: that's um. That it's in a, a Stellar glass. and That is the
0: way a Stellar is normally poured. Well, <laughs> that, that's,
2: <shitly>. a, <laughs> that's a um, that's a Dutch pour. Mm. The Dutch like quite a bit of head, to the point where their glasses have the marking of the official measure an inch and a half below the rim. Nice. So and you're um, just being the... international with your New Zealand pour. <laughs> that's well... Dutch pour of a New Zealand beer. There we go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, can I just say, insert generic yeah. head
2: joke, <laughs> oh, inches of head. Wait, things to uh, do with head. Tell oh us, it's, it's, no, the apologies for an inch and a half of head is something that you've clearly done
0: before. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> right. So moving back on to Konami, talking about international. Yes, they used to make international superstar soccer, right. which then turned into Pro Evo. Uh, but yeah, Konami have come out and said, or one of their um, directors a few months ago came out and said that they're now going to start focusing on mobile games.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah. that they weren't going to that's, produce that's as many. That's games that you put on the thing that hangs above a baby's crib.
0: That's it. So babies can play.
2: Yeah,
0: hilarious.
1: That was hilarious. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, so they 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 said that they're moving away from large AAA games, which has been um, they're and butter. Been shown in the fact that they cancelled PT. Mm-hmm. Almost, they cancelled sort of Silent Hills. What PC okay, was nice. going to become. They've then turned that franchise into a pachinko machine, which is uh, one oh, of those this is I didn't gambling There's machines. There's a Silent like 20
2: Hills 20... pachinko machine? Yeah. What how? How do you do that? that it's just like sense. the themed pinball it's... game. Yeah, so it's just a slot machine yeah.
0: themed to Silent Hills with an absurd trailer for it. <laughs> um, Can yeah, Can you I mean...
2: tweet that out? Because um, I'm curious to watch this this I've will. i will. I've never seen a trailer that. for a Pachinko game and I think no. if I'm going to watch a trailer for a Pachinko game, it should be this one. If you only watch one trailer for a Pachinko game this year, it should be this
0: one. But that should <laughs> be the
1: world. tagline. Yeah.
0: Um, but they've also said that there was issues with their Metal Gear Solid V because, uh, quite possibly, because it went over budget, it cost a lot of money to make.
2: I think 80 and, million?
0: Yeah, I think it's about 80 million dollars. Um and whether that's got some kind of bearing on whether they why they're moving into maybe mobile gaming and, and sort of playing and making different games rather than trying to, to spend all of their money on well, AAA games. Hmm. Do you,
2: I don't uh, recall the name of the mobile game that um, they released in 2010 that just raked in the dollars for them. Ooh, I don't know. Um, but, but apparently that uh, they had some comment made some comment about how they in t- 2010. They made so much money off of this game that had a tiny, tiny budget. Um, that the you know the the investment profit ratio was was obscenely better than any of their other games. Their like their big budget games. Um, the other thing that uh, we should talk about, or at least bring into focus, is is the. Environment in which they make their AAA games. Yeah, yeah. Because that certainly affects the budget of the games.
0: It would do. I mean, and, yeah, one of the other sort of headlines that has come out is the, um, the way that Konami treats its uh, employees um, who make um, these sort of AAA games. Um, they, it's been reported that they um, make them clock in and out when they go on lunch, so their timing their lunch breaks. Um, they monitor their usage of the internet. Mm. Um, they don't allow some employees uh, email addresses. So if they have to res- uh, correspond with people, they have to use their own sort of personal email addresses and things.
2: I think they're saying you shouldn't be corresponding with people.
0: Yeah, you're t- you're
2: too low on, on the yeah. ranks to be talking outside of this company.
0: Exactly. Don't talk to anybody else. I mean, we, you know, Japan... And and Japanese um, work culture is very different to, yeah. to how we sort of operate. But these things don't
1: sound like like slave labor or human rights abuses. They don't. However, it's they have mildly, mildly cuntish. That's, it is <laughs> mildly? So, to, to, mildly so. So
2: there's there's also it. surveillance, um, and there's it's very cutthroat. In that, if someone above you seems to think that you are no longer um, worth the effort uh, of, of if you aren't being efficient enough in your programming or graphic design or whatever all they will put you in janitorial services for them yeah I yeah. Do, yeah okay i did that. that's, so yeah so they are demoting
0: people to sort of um yeah. if you want a job
2: level. you will do not what you were hired for
0: Yeah, yeah. And they they publicly shame their employees as well. So if you go 10 minutes over your lunch, they will announce to everybody over sort of loudspeak or through the office that you have gone 10 minutes over your lunch. So they sort of try and shame the employees to stop doing Mm. the thing that they don't want them to do. But that just seems
1: like in the end it's going to be a counterproductive, um, like, you know, Trying to frighten you into being yeah. productive doesn't seem like it's going to get you very far. Surely, in the, in the long run, right. people are just going to be worse at uh, their jobs. Because of so,
2: see. I have a off that comment. Do you think it is a surprise that Metal Gear Five went over budget? Given that the work environment is what it is, and the history is what it is, and Kojima is who he is, <laughs>
0: I think it's I think it's probably more down to Kojima. I mean, he, I I don't know how much free reign he has had in his previous games, but they've all been, you know, almost his vision of a game. He, he almost seems like he's been able to make the games he's wanted. And with Metal Gear 5, it's obviously gone in a slightly different direction to the previous Metal Gear games. And, and it's possible that this is what Kojima has always wanted to do, make a large open world game. And, and it's just sort of the right time for him to be able to do that and maybe Konami have tried to rein him in a little bit, and they haven't liked that he is almost bigger than Konami. Mm. He, you know, With him then making this, the, the PT um, game, the demo for Silent Hills as well, being tied to that, being tied with uh, Guillermo de Toro, who also directed the, um, the, the, the teaser for Silent Hills, that Kojima was becoming a little bit bigger than Konami sort of wanted him to be. And, and if they do treat their employees like this, it's possible that the higher ups almost saw Kojima as an employee who should be reined in. Possibly tried to do that, and he said, "No, I'm not. No, thank you. Mm. I, I'll I'll go. Thanks. Later." So,
2: right, yeah, but I mean, yeah,
0: it's complete speculation.
2: But, but on the speculation, well, I will say I don't know anything <laughs> on the speculation front. Uh, I feel like the story you just spun still very plausible, but um, the fact that P.T. um, disappeared from the... Like, P.T. was a demo thing, not Mm. officially labeled as Silent Hills Demo, Um, and they pulled it from the store.
0: Yeah, I mean, once you completed um, the demo, you had a small cutscene of Norman Reedus walking through the streets, and it did come up and say Silent Hills. Ah, okay. Um, I
2: haven't yet, and... Never. Well, yeah, we didn't. We didn't complete it, it because it's scary as shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I am super. I w- I'm still choked that because um, I'll probably end up getting a PS4 at some point. Um, super choked that I'll ne- not have it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's still. I still have it on my machine. Like, be, I'm not it'd be going really to really dumb it. to
2: delete it. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. But yeah, they have pulled it. They took it down from the store for unknown reasons well i think
2: their reason was it. that they they canceled the game and they canceled their relationship with kojima and fuck that like that's mm. that's what seems to come off is uh i think one of the articles that you uh had sent us um can't remember what, what which idea is which is why i'm vaguely uh referring to it but um called it a scorched earth approach. like They're just like, all right, fuck all yeah, of this. Yeah, was, uh, Del, Del
0: Toro was quoted just saying it was almost like a scorched earth approach. Oh, like it was it Del Toro? Yeah. The they'd cancelled PT, they or they cancelled Silent Hills, they just sort of like killed all of the relationships that um, were going towards like that project and then just removed it from the store. So it almost like taking it out of ex- mm. existence and then releasing this trailer for this pachinko machine, <laughs> which... <laughs> is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but I just like one point I wanted to make was, um, Konami is saying about going towards mobile um, development, and they're going to start releasing uh, more games on their mobile on mobile phones. That like, the Japanese game market is very different to how it is over here. Like Nintendo have decided that they're going to diversify and start to bring out mobile phone games, and that's like it, you you couldn't get a Nintendo game on another system. You could yeah. only get it on a Nintendo made system. And now they've come out and said, well, you don't need to buy a... If you want to play a Nintendo game, now mm. you don't actually need to buy a hardware because the Japanese market is changing, or has been changing. Unless you want to make a Mario level. On their phones. Sorry?
2: Unless you want to make a <laughs> Mario level. <laughs> Very true. Sorry. But none of
0: us have a Wii U to be able to experience that. No. Mm. yet, but I think I'm Alex not. has
2: been secretly wanting one. I was going to let Sam <laughs> know that maybe a combined birthday-Christmas present would be much <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Um, send the receipt with it so
1: that, you know, just in case, I can trade it in for an actual console.
2: Also, <laughs> I really need to remember that um, the next time I make a character on, like, an RPG or something, um, of, like, an, like, one of the engineering alchemist characters, should be called just in case. Nice. My standard sort of ranger-sniper character is a female called Jacqueline Hyde. That's quite good, that's very yeah. good. But just in case needs to be in there too. Yeah.
0: So, uh, just to round up the Konami chat, if they do move away from AAA games, I've made a list of the more notable AAA games. So, it includes Castlevania, Previcious Oh Cyclamavia. shit, I forgot
2: all about Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Hills, Contra-
0: They Sorry. now own the rights to Bomberman. <laughs> what? Um, which they bought in about 2012. They absorbed... Hudson, oh, yeah. who made Bomberman? So oh, I think although they took them I over. Although I will
2: say it's they've got a B logo. Um, I will say that Bomberman is one of the few titles that, that we've talked about, um, that could easily be a mobile game. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah so because I, it's an old
1: game. Like, yeah. hmm? because it's an old game,
2: right? But also, like, it's quite a simple the mechanics. Concept the concept and the controls are yeah. like walk around throw up, lay a bomb, and then if you get the right power up, kick a bomb or throw a bomb. Like, there's, it's a two-button game. Mm. And you could easily make that uh, swipey sort of thing, like swipe to throw. Um, and it's really fun. And I remember putting a Super Bomberman something PC on all the computers in the IT center when I worked there. And then uh, <coughs> after hours... Um, we used to have giant, like, 8- to 16-player matches. Um, yeah, that good fun. Nice. yeah and, and it was super fun. Um, or also so, fun. Um I mean,
0: are we actually are we worried about this? Are we worried about these games not coming out as large releases? Um, I'd
2: be worried about Silent Hill, like, sort of the AAA titles, right? So, Bomberman mm. seems like it'll work, but, like... Metal Gear Solid, the largest budget one now. You don't. You're claiming is a fun, good game that doesn't feel like a Metal Gear game. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be the last of its kind. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I, I mean, so. outside of Pachinko, I can't see how Silent Hills is going to grip me on a mobile phone. <laughs> right. Like, maybe yeah. if it was a mobile phone sim- Pachinko simulator. <laughs> Like that seems you press to the button, well. it pulls the lever. Yeah, yeah, that seems button, to translate really a, well. Like it's in a dollar, put, touch and drag, touch and drag. Yeah, yeah. But I mean,
1: it's not like um, so, so. Surely there'll be a space like in the market. It's not like you know, big budget games are going to disappear now because no, of this. No. So, um, like, so, it's a weird move on their part to expand their margins and step out of a expensive to make a product for a cheap one well you know fair enough to them i'm not in that industry i don't really care about mobile games and i have like one or two games i play occasionally Mm -hmm. you know on the bus or something but like i'm not i don't i wouldn't pay for a mobile game i mean maybe there's some other market somewhere but like that's never going to push back the boundaries of Games I might push back the boundaries of what mobile games can do. But right, they're always going to be like poor equivalents of a powerful console Except or PC. Except so yeah. a
2: lot of a lot of mobile games have been ported to PC really poorly and put on Steam, um, which I think we should talk about uh, as a topic actually. the yeah. other week, but I guess really it comes down to is is there a license that you will miss because like Metal Gear, this is sort of seems like it'll be the last one. Mm. No, yeah, of I the Metal that. Gear nature, it seems like they they might make more games that are called Metal Gear, but I doubt they'll they won't have Kojima one, so the vision's gone, mm. and yeah. they probably will have they'll they'll not have the platform centric development. Um, I originally was like, oh, Silent Hills, that's gonna suck that it doesn't, um, uh, it won't it, it won't be around. But then I think like Hector. Soma. Mm, There's a yeah. whole bunch of sort of yeah, exactly. indie games are doing scary first person or third person, but thrillers a lot better than than mm. the last few entries in Silent Hills anyway, so okay. Uh mm. I think that if franchises die it's not necessarily terrible because Yeah, yeah. We I have agree. franchise problems in video games. Mm. Yeah, the games mm.
1: industry is massive. Yeah, um, and there's there's loads there's loads of players. So I mean, it's a strange move for these guys. It's like it sounds like Ferrari have decided that they'll make you know three door hatchbacks instead of ah, but, like, but Formula terms, the there are way more three door hatchbacks
2: sold than Ferraris. So, so
1: well, yeah, exactly. But then like it doesn't mean that there won't be any like nice cars made if they made that move. It just means that strangely for them, they've decided they don't want to make good cars anymore. They want to make shit ones and make more money. Well weird to do that it kind of shows passionless capitalism at work bottom line rules everything mm. fuck that it sounds like a load of
0: bullshit to me but you know fuck don't want to do that so they may not be missed too much Sli- a few IPs possibly um, but we're going to finish it there for the week yeah so I really like this Monteuca. yeah this Montiuca is, is really good beer pissed. of
2: the uh... I yes, think the Monteuca,
0: yeah the Arbor it's very uh, um, nice it's in full critical- flavour
2: Halifax style, I will just give a recommend or not recommend. I thoroughly recommend the Yippee IPA. Nice. If only so you can say Yippee IPA. Um, but really also because it tastes fucking good. Excellent.
0: Um, so, for another week, we've been tanked up. I'm feeling a little bit tanked up at the moment, actually, so that's... <laughs> another week might be a, well, a couple of probably. beers, yeah, yeah. But at
2: some point in the future. Um, okay. Yes, next week. Oh, week ha- um, how do we blah 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 Twitter Gmail...
0: At tankedup_cast underscore cast uh up dot cast at gmail dot com. I'm at Nova underscore forty seven, Adle is at the OmniArc. that's Twitter, that's the internet, this is us, that's it. Bye. Oh Bye. YouTube, YouTube,
2: YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and YouTube and YouTube, yeah. YouTube yeah. exists as well. Also, um if you're in Bristol, uh, go to the beer emporium or strawberry thief. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and you probably see Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly ask people if they're me. Yeah. Just go up to someone and say "Happy birthday." Yeah, I <laughs> not be their birthday? Yeah, really it was, might be. The odds are this isn't going to be released today on Alex's birthday. So, it so be true, unless there. you
1: wait a year and then try it
0: now.
2: Mm-hmm. That
0: might work. And all of our conversation is well updated. Yeah, excellent. Later's cool.
2: Ciao. Oh, before we um, It's before too we... late. I've hit record, so <laughs> it's on the record. No longer off the record. It. It's all off the record forever. Yeah.
0: Um, did you read any of those articles that I, I pinned over? Yeah. Cool. All right. Did you get to read some? No. <laughs>
1: did you read the article I pinned over?
0: Which one? About how... Leonardo oh, you you? No, I've not read it yet. I've opened it, but I haven't read it yet.
2: I uh, I read the text and thought yeah. that was sufficient, with, so I didn't actually listen to the video. No, it no, seems like true. punching down, though. What do you mean? Like, picking on the ignorant. Like, there are gaffes. Okay. This isn't a substantive... <laughs> like, this doesn't prove to anyone that, that Fox... Lies or distru- disrupts the truth, um, distorts no, the that's truth. that's well documented. I, mean, this I know, funny. but this is just like, a, oh, a guy in the news fucked up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but he's got a very anti-like Fox rhetoric about it that I actually didn't appreciate because it felt really forced. Mm. Like it just gives ammunition to the defenders, being like, "Look, you guys are being ridiculous." Well, I right, fair. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> 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 hey, this is. Clearly uh, means I need to work more on my dissertation because I'm not uh, exhausting my ridiculous (laughs) analyticity.